Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 3 of The World with Nate. I'm your host, Nate Allison, and this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Mattress by Appointment Cedar Falls. It's as easy as setting up a private appointment via call or text with Katie, finding your perfect mattress, and taking it home the same day. Thanks, Katie Hine, for supporting this podcast episode. I wanted to bring the next guest, Marissa Abbott, on because she is a female cop, and that's not the whole reason. I see you volunteering at every single event that I see cops involved with, whether it's breast cancer awareness, things for kids, raising uh, toys for kids as well, uh, fundraising events, fun runs, marathons, everything that has cop involved. And I was so impressed by it. But the final reason why was you saving the cat's life, Oliver. Tell me a little bit about that story. Yes, yes. So a few weeks back, um, there was a cat that was stuck in the sewer um, over here, kind of off of Main Street. We got a couple calls into our station, a couple calls into the um, Humane Society about it. Everyone was posting on Facebook about it. So um, it was pretty well known that this cat was down in the sewer. It went viral. It did. It did. So... Um, I, our supervisor got a call about it, asked someone to go out. I went out there. Um, we could hear it. Was it a volunteer thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Voluntold is what we used to call it. Yes. It was brought up that someone should go check on it. So I decided to go check on it. I have a soft spot for animals. Okay. I love it. Um, I went out there and I could hear it. We could hear it down the drain and we didn't know where it was actually at. We could, I mean, we could not see it. A bunch of people had bump or drop some uh, cat food down there sewer drain in the side of like a, hi- a highway road yeah like right here off of main street okay so, yep so it was, a, it was a good like probably 10 12 foot drop from the top yeah um so we got the um grate off and i could test it to see if i could get down in there so i <laughs> so then i could knew i could get back up so i got down there after hearing it was down there and i could see it it was like probably 10, 15 feet in this tunnel that I couldn't get in because it was too small. And I'm down there trying to, you know, call it out. And after a few minutes, it finally up and walked to me. Okay. And uh, which is kind of neat. I kind of figured it wasn't a stray probably if it had done that. Um, And obviously the cat had been down there for a while. There's been a lot of cat food. There's been, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. People walking by and hearing it. So it had come to me. It was obviously pretty dirty. And I was able to pick it up, pass it up. And, um, they, I mean, he, the cat never fought us. The cat just came. To it was okay right with me picking it up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, um, it was, I was happy to hear that it was actually, you know, it was chipped. It was chipped from out of state. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Yep. So yeah. it made it venture. To yes, it did. <laughs> it did. So, um, sounds like they never were able to find the owner, but yeah. they did get it. He did get adopted. And, Heck yeah. Um, I'm Full glad I could story. say that I, I got him out of the sewer. I, I know everyone. It anyone went viral, could, right? It did, in our it area. Did. Anyone probably could have done it. Um, you know, the recognition oh, so in the, <laughs> the posts I got probably. Um, you were the perfect size for the exactly, sewer. Exactly. Exactly. I was easy to probably <laughs> <laughs> get in there. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool um, thing to say that I got yeah, I got to different experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't all the time deal with cats and dogs. I mean, we do once in a while, but 
you know, most of the time it's people. Yeah. But yeah, so it is kind of cool. Obviously, everyone has a soft spot for mm-hmm. for animals. I As do too. So I, yes, yeah. yes. So heck yeah, it's and cool. you didn't take the opportunity to adopt it, but it got adopted. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we exactly. had spoke a little bit beforehand that just it was a, it was really just blew up magnitude. Hundreds yeah. of people are interacting with this about this cat, which is it's amazing, and it's a testament to people caring about animals and absolutely to get to be able to be the hero for a day. It's awesome, but. <laughs> To be fair, you know, I listed a laundry list of things that you're helping out with. And those things need to be talked about, too. Absolutely. Not just the cat saver. Right, right. (laughs) So the cop journey for you, Mm -hmm. becoming uh, law enforcement, what did that look like? Is that something you want to do forever? Yeah. So actually, when I started college, it wasn't my goal. Um, I started actually as a biology major. All right. Um, I was at the University of Iowa. I started there for... Um, and then I ended up switching to an open major when I was there, ended up transferring to UNI and majoring in criminology. Okay. And, um, that was the first time I had actually declared that major. And what made you switch? Well, I, so my, my uncle is actually in law enforcement, um, down in Johnson County area. So I had talked to him a little bit, um, rode with him when I was down there, taking some classes down there. Okay. Um, and then when I got up here, a lot of the professors were adjunct professors, um, you know, worked really closely to law enforcement. And so there's I feel like there's also more job opportunities locally for students and okay. for people in that, you know, trying to feel that out. Um, and so I would taken some classes and I excelled at them. Yeah. And and that's kind of something that I knew, OK, this is this is what I'm interested in. This Heck is what yeah. I want to do. And so. <laughs> I got a job part-time as a student dispatcher at UNI Police Department Okay. Um, while in school. And then I also got a job part-time with the Cedar Falls Police Department um, working as a community service officer. So what's so that students, look like? Um, so you basically sit at the front, um, answer phone calls, um, take front counter calls so people come to the police department and, you know, want to report something. You write that down, call it in a dispatch. Um you do help with fingerprinting. You help with a lot of the paperwork side of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it really does get your foot in the door and get you exposed Heck to yeah. um, what the side of policing is like that not everyone sees. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool to me to meet all the people at the department, obviously see what else comes with it other than just what is on TV and what you Cops. see on the street. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of yeah. um, behind the scenes stuff that we do. Um, so yeah, so, you know, doing the dispatching and along with the community service officer, those were two things to me that really solidified that that's what I wanted to do. I obviously did a lot of ride alongs when I was doing that. Um, helped me talk to officers and kind of get more of a understanding of what the job is. So I did that. I worked a lot. Um, and then I actually got a job full time, uh, we were testing, Cedar Falls was testing the fall of 2018. Okay. And I was still working part-time. I was still in school. I didn't graduate at UNI um, until May of 2019. Okay. So I was still in school. I tested, which is, you know, we apply. They have a testing date. What's the application process look yep. like? So um, I think every department kind of alters a little bit. But mm-hmm. for us, they set, they have applications. You apply. And then, you know, if you meet all the requirements in the application, um, you basically are sent a letter saying that there's a testing date on this day. Okay. Um, you can come. Um, you're invited to come. It's a physical test. So um, push-ups, sit-ups, run, 
um, sit and reach. There's a couple things. And then you have a post test, which is like a written test. Okay. You have informal interviews, um, which are, those three are in the same day. The um, test, the yes. actual physical testing, what does that what kind of questions are that? Are those law enforcement questions? Um, math, reading, okay. writing. Yeah. So basic assessment basic, questions. Yep, absolutely. To get a gear of what you Yes. Got. Yes. Okay. So I prepared a lot. Knowing I was going to test for it, I, I did a lot of preparing on my own. I, I did that. practice tests. I did, you know, I ran, made sure I was going to meet the run time, yeah. make sure I was going to re- reach the push-ups and sit-ups, obviously. You know, I want to be prepared. I'm, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. one thing I, uh, I'm pretty good at. So I love that. Um, so... We did that all on the same day, the interviews and the um, both both of those post and physical tests. So, yeah. And then after that, you know, you move on if they pass you. Um, it's like selection-based. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So if you make it through that, then you have a formal interview. Okay. Um, you have an MMPI, which is um, just a six, like probably like 600 questions of oh, geez. basically just a bunch of questions. Yeah. And they have to evaluate on. Yeah. Um, Psyche valves and yeah, all that. Yeah, kind of similar yeah. to that. Yeah, and then background tests. Yeah. Um, background checks on you and do call your references and stuff. Um, you do a polygraph if you yeah. get. And so each there's different steps along the um, way. Yeah, you do a polygraph. You do like a another physical, like a doctor physical. Um, yeah. Like medical screening and stuff like that, and then you do like a, a final interview. So there's it's a pretty lengthy yeah, process. Yeah, lengthy I, process. I think I started November. Ninth was my test date in 2018. I finally got hired. My hire date was January 2nd of 19. Yeah. So wow. Um, I was still in school. Um, I. Any I, of it that you didn't feel like you were prepared for? So when you say polygraph, I'd be nervous oh, as shit. Oh, I, I was. Nervous. I'd fail it, not even having a <laughs> wrong answer. I'd I was be like, nervous. Why is this guy having a heart attack? <laughs> I, I was very nervous. It's definitely something that nobody you can, ever does it either. No, so no, you hear about it, but you don't ever yeah. actually think you have to do. <laughs> that it. makes me nervous sitting right here, Marissa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was nervous, obviously. But I, obviously, you did fine. Yeah, and there's nothing that you necessarily can prepare for for that yeah obviously you just answer the yep. questions truthfully absolutely yeah. absolutely um so yeah it was there was each step of the way i tried to prepare the best i can for it yeah um i knew it was coming when i applied so i i had time i knew kind of leading up to that that i wanted to get in the best shape i could yeah um do things that i can do to prepare myself i love that um and talk to people mock inside interviews. that Yes. Um, community. Yeah, absolutely. So smart. Yeah. And, you know, I did some interviewing, mock interviews with people, did research some questions, yeah. prepared the best I could. Yeah. So um, I got hired January 2nd. So obviously the interview process went very yes. well. Yeah. Yes, it did. And that's where you wanted to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not – I was never really one that wanted to stay in Iowa. Yeah. Just because it's Been cold. there. <laughs> Been there, Marissa. <laughs> yeah. As an 18, 19 year old, I was in the same Yeah. Boat. And, you know, I think it helps actually being, you know, having a part time job at the police department, knowing those people, knowing yeah. the community, knowing, you know, the mission of the department and everything that it involves, the opportunities yeah. that the department has, the size. I mean, the community size, the department size. All it those all things play a factor. Me. Yes. Yeah. It all really appealed to me. So um, I knew once. You know, I got started that I was gonna. I was gonna. I love, love that. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so cool to yeah. hear about our community. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff needs to be shouted from the rafters. <laughs> so you get done with um, the process of hiring, and you finally get done with school. 
were you nervous for the first day on the job when you put the uniform on or do you feel like you were a little bit prepared with all the stuff you did yeah I mean I felt prepared obviously you get nervous for the little stuff like am I going to do this wrong is this how I'm supposed to be doing something um but I got hired with seven other people okay so which is a pretty big hiring group yeah usually it's not that many people at the same time okay so we all kind of were adjusting. It had a little gang, yeah. gang. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> nice. So um, we we had a pretty long year. 2019, we had a lot of training. Um, we got hired in Jan- at the beginning of January, first right right off the bat in the year, and we did um, fire school. So okay. we had six or approximately six weeks of fire school. So we did in house. Um, which we got certified in firefighter one and hazmat. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we had some testing with that. And then we did some ride time with officers. We qualified in firearms. We did Every that Every officer goes through mm-hmm. the fire training as well? Uh, yeah, I think there's a cu- like two of them maybe in our department that, that don't just because – or haven't just because it's um, – Timing? Yeah. Well, and they've been on for – you know, since the program's implemented. Gotcha. Um, they've been on. So, um, yeah. So – Ultimately, now everyone gets hired. They go through fire school. What um, a resource to have! It is. It's I mean, really I'm neat. Personally, I think yeah. it's awesome that yeah. you get to do both if you if you want to. You yeah, know? it was nice to obviously do it right when we got hired too. Yeah. Um, to have that certification, and then focus on you know going to the academy after that, so we didn't do them at the same time. Okay. Overlap each other. We yeah, didn't that would be them. hard. Yeah. To learn new two two different systems, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully, they thought about that. Right. Right. So, yeah, so then uh, we I, – I was still in school. I was going to – I graduated in May, so I okay. still had that semester that we were doing fire school stuff. I was trying to, you know, finish up school. I, I wanted to finish because I could have – They the department's really good at working with us with schooling. Um, you know, I could have probably spread it out and made it easier on myself, but I only had a semester left. I wanted to knock it Heck out. Yeah. So <laughs> Get done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went to the academy in April of 19. The police academy. The police academy. So after your four-year university criminology, then you go to the police academy. Yes. Is that a necessity or is that something you did? You have to have a four-year degree? So you can have a two-year or a four-year. Different departments, like our department, you need 60 credit hours. Okay. Um, Like I know some departments around here. You only need like a high school. Yeah. You you only need to be 18 um, high school degree. So – I've, I just know Cedar Falls, you need a two-year, yeah. um, at least minimum, um, 60 credits. So if you have two years, you can go to Hawkeye's Police Science okay. Program, they, their academy. Um, so the Police Science Program, I'm not too familiar with, but I do know they do. They cover more, you know, firearms, defensive tactics, stuff like that when you're in school. Yeah. So I, their, their academy is a little bit shorter. Yeah. Whereas I went to the one in Johnston at Camp Dodge. Okay. That one was 16 weeks. Yes, that's what um, I'm familiar with from yeah. my, yeah. Yes. So um, that was 16 weeks. It was April to August. Okay. Um, what was that experience like? It was cool. I um, I didn't know what to expect, obviously. Okay. It's a little nerve-wracking. It's just not like anything you've ever done. Ever done yeah. or had to do. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was cool. Um, actually, so at the time the Academy building was, they were remodeling it. So we had to stay downtown Des Moines. Um, I know, but (laughs) we had classes in West Des Moines and then we had some classes on Camp Dodge. Oh dang. So we had, so we had classes all over and 
obviously firearms and driving and stuff like that. We had to go certain places in Camp Dodge. So, I mean, we utilized almost, you know, yeah. a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. It was definitely the, a cool experience. There's 40-some people in our class. Um, I actually was our class captain. Hell yeah. Which is c- similar to a president. They just rename it. Are you elected by peers or by yes. staff? Awesome. Mm-hmm. What so, an accomplishment. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, obviously, it was hard for me. I was 21. What was the rest of your class like as far as age demographic? Older than Older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, I think, seven females. The rest were males. Um, I was definitely one of the youngest. And so that was, that was tough, um, kind of adjusting to the role of leading and directing and, yeah. you know, people who are older than me have more life experience than me, more experience in general than me. Um, so that was an adjustment. It, it, it was hard, but I took a lot of pride in it. And, you know, I was, I had to remember that I was put in this role for a reason. Yeah, that's um, a good it taught me a lot about you know, what to know and how to lead in the job. Absolutely. So it may not be relevant now that I was doing that then, but it did teach me a lot of how I communicate with people and how to level to the people who aren't like me. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. It was definitely a neat experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're the class president, the leader of, <laughs> of your group. What did the, what were the other things that you guys do? Physical activities. You probably PT'd every day. Yeah, we did a lot of uh, PT, a lot of defensive tactics. Okay. Almost every day we did both of those. Uh, started our day off with that. We did a lot of classroom, a lot of PowerPoints, a lot of scenarios. A lot oh, of, scenarios, yeah. Yeah, um, hands-on. We had a test every, I don't remember if it was every couple weeks, um, a written test. We did Obviously, we did driving, traffic stops, um, firearms, building searches, all of the practical stuff that you need to do hands-on stuff for, you know, and say you're proficient in it. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot. I mean, the days it's were— It's a lot when you think about you're doing a whole career with these things and you're slamming it into 13 weeks. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. it's a whole—there's so much legality in it, I'm sure. And Yeah. Yeah. So. And it is overwhelming thinking— I have to learn all of this stuff and then go apply it. And be perfect. And get, Yes. Expect to be perfect. Yes. Especially <laughs> if you're me and you think that you need to master everything well, before you. <laughs> so, it, yeah, definitely it was a little overwhelming sometimes to, you know, especially the laws. You know, we had a class where we, you know, obviously had to learn Iowa laws, Iowa yeah. code. And that was a lot because you have to know what they read and, you know, obviously How that's the case applied law. In situations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it was overwhelming at times to think about that, but they're very good at teaching you what you need to know and um, it's on you to apply it and yeah. obviously run with it. So Yeah. Hell yeah. That's an awesome sentiment that not a lot of people get to hear about is how much goes into that. Yeah. 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 And that training, that stuff you're, yeah, you're utilizing it now and learning it back then, and it right. ch- it's ever-changing, right? It like is. Laws change all oh, the time. Oh, yes. And we don't always know the update. I mean, we personally don't always get updated every time something changes, right. so we have to adapt to that and stay updated with it proactively. Yeah. Like, we have to, as officers, take it upon ourselves to to stay updated. On current and litigation. Know, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's hard when it's a whole broad-ranging thing yeah you know traffic laws yeah. uh, residential stuff right right case laws yeah. everything yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. why can we do what we do yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. but yes it, it's 
16 weeks, it flew by. I'm sure. It was a long time, but hell, it flew probably. by. Yes. You almost feel like you didn't, you're not, you're never going to know everything. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's one thing that I have to try and remember then and now. You know, if you know everything, then you're, you're, wrong. you're in, you, yeah. Yeah, chief, I'm sure the chief wrong. is even going to be saying that. Yeah. He's learning stuff every, oh, every day. Every, yes. You yeah. could be there your whole career and you still won't know everything. Yeah. Everything in this job is different. Hell yeah. Which I'm sure is exciting, too. It is. One day you're saving a cat, the next day <laughs> you're <Absolutely>. high-speed chase. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Real. It's a prime example. Yeah. Is that ever hard when we're talking about – so uh, we spoke a little bit off camera, but when we're talking about mental health and, like I said, a high-speed chase, then you got to be off work in a few hours and yeah. go back to your normal whatever your day-to-day grind is. Is that yeah. ever hard for you? Yes. Um, I – you know, with time – it gets a little bit better. You you learn to find things that help you adjust and adapt and process things. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically for me, I'm on second shift. I work 2.15 to 10.30. So my okay. hours are pretty busy. We're, we're going to all different types of calls with all different types of people. Yeah, during that time range, mm-hmm. you can get anything from school to bar to yes. everything in Absolutely. between. Absolutely. Absolutely. Workplace. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, you don't always have time to process the call you were just on. You sometimes are going call to call to call, and then at the end of the day, you have to then try and process everything that you did, every conversation you had. I'm one where, you know, I need to get it off my brain before I go to sleep. Otherwise, I'll carry it into my sleep and my next day. Um, So I try and I've gotten into the habit of writing stuff down. I try and after every day, I journal what, happened that day conversations i may have had um things that affected me things that went good laughs i had stuff like that that kind of just helped me process it where'd you pick that up um i just one day i my thoughts were a little overwhelming and i thought there's got to be something i can do to get it out i've always been one to write stuff down like my to-do list and stuff and that's something that i learned helps me okay i need to get it off my brain and on this paper Mm -hmm. and then i can go to sleep and it's gone. Yep. Per se. Yep. Um, so, you know, outside of work, I when I first started, I used to drive around a lot after work to try and process things. Um, but you, over time, you just learn different ways that Coping. will help yeah. you. Um, outside of work, though, I, I try and stay busy and stay, you know, find things that help me get those stressors off. I work out a lot. I try and make it a priority six days a week. Um, I go to church. I'm pretty, you know, involved with a lot of things where I can be. Um, my family's still close to town, so I see them a lot. I try and see my friends a lot. Um, Stay busy. It, yeah, and it's good to have friends in and out of the job. Um, people who do this career yeah. are important to have in your life because they understand. Mm-hmm. Um, they they understand the feelings, the stressors, the schedule, but it's also good to have people that are not um, to try and branch out and get your mind off work when you're not at work. That's Absolutely. probably for me the hardest part is to separate work and home, um, not bring work home and not bring home to work. And it's, it is hard because the things and the people that we see and deal with, you know, it's, it's so easy to relate your, your experiences in your life to what you're dealing with and to, latch on your emotions to that Mm -hmm. and 
with time, it gets better. You learn to not necessarily do that as much, but there are times where you do still. Um, you know, you see a, sim- a situation that you've dealt with personally. Um, you you want to emotionally attach to that more than, you know, you Absolutely. would like to. So, and some things you can't help. A lot of things you can't help when it comes to that. You're yeah. You're going to have to just recognize it, address it, and try and control it. And whether it affects you emotionally or not, you're still there to be there for that person. And you need to, you know, do your job and be in that role. And sometimes it helps. If you can relate and, like, show empathy a little bit more to somebody because you've been there or you've seen, you know, something that's similar or any way you can relate to them, it does help. It helps show empathy. It helps relate to them. It helps them, you know, grasp that you're listening. You know, and that's a big part of this job is listening and communicating and being there for somebody. And they just want someone to talk to. Yeah, that's (laughs) a strong sentiment to hear. Yeah. And we got to think like some of these situations that you're responding to are life crisis events for these people. And you're the only person they have right there. What a responsibility you get to have. That was awesome to hear that. Yeah. But when you are saying taking yourself away from that situation and you know, putting that, that veil on so you're not having a hard time with that in the instant. Do you ever feel then like you're coming home and the empathy's hard to get back? I know that I lost some heart when I was constantly in tough situations because I shut it all off. Yeah. I, you know, personally, I will say <laughs> I do struggle sometimes with in, in an emotional situation is showing emotion. Um, in my personal life Mm -hmm. because, you know, for so long and so many, so many instances, I'm, I have to, you can't cry (laughs) when you pick up somebody in a squad car if it's tough or not. Yeah. And I'm trained to act and solve the problem and find a, and find help and figure something out. And my first reaction is not to cry or be emotional and feel absolutely and whereas everyone else probably has that first and it's just something that with this job we're trained to do um you know we're trained to fall we we fall back on our training in all situations whether that's our personal life or in a situation on the job we fall back to our training absolutely in that level that we do have so Ultimately, yeah, I um, I do catch myself. That is one thing I actually noticed pretty early on, that I I don't get emotional as easy because you know in a situation I want to I I go and I want to help figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's my family, friends, a stranger that I'm not you know when I'm not working, but yes, I do it. I <laughs> and showing empathy, I am good at but i do catch myself struggling to yeah, for your sometimes internal... be emotional when i should be or right. when someone else are like why are you not and it's just more of... then you realize mm-hmm. well that might not be normal for me yeah, yeah. right absolutely right. and i still feel you know i still i empathize with you and i still you know feel for the situation but my response may yep. come off otherwise just because of how i'm trained to respond typically absolutely me becoming knowledgeable of these things that you're saying completely changed my life yeah. as far as how I react to people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's wild yeah. That, that that's how we get to live life yeah. and experience that. 
Wow. So, <laughs> man, you've been wanting to do this forever, huh? Gosh, <laughs> I've been holding it in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. We didn't talk about water skiing. You said you were super active. You yes. said, but where did wa- you are on a water skiing team? Yes. So, um, locally here, my family and I have been involved with. Um, uh, the uh, ski team in Evansdale, Waterhawks okay. ski team is what it, the name shout is. Shout out. So, yeah, shout out <laughs> to the Waterhawks. So um, I actually started that in 2008. Okay. So I was pretty young. Um, I think I was probably, that would have been, I would have been 10. Um, so my stepdad actually was pretty involved. He had skied professionally at SeaWorld. Oh, wow. He was, wow. Holy yeah, cow. Cool. Yeah, he's That's pretty cool. good. So, yeah, <laughs> um, And he was the show director of the team at the time, okay. which is, you know, basically like the coach of a yep. sports team um, to kind of put together the show. So he was in charge um, when him and my mom met. And then that's kind of how we got introduced to it. I had never water skied in my life leading up to that yeah. point. So I joined and it was, it was obviously different. You don't just hop on skis. You climb on people. You <laughs> I don't know anything about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> different. Um, so... That's been a huge part of my life since then. Um, I've made strides, you know, in in that way too. You know, I'm always learning and always growing yeah. on that in the sport. And my family's involved. Um, my stepdad still skis regularly. My mom's involved with, you know, helping with the dock stuff, helping with safety, helping with stuff on shore. Um, my sister, my younger sister and younger brother both are involved. Very cool. Um, so my little brother, he's 10, so he's just getting into it. He's where I was at when I started. Awesome. So, um, I bet that's cool to watch. He's a lot farther than I was when <laughs> I started. He got an early introduction. He, yeah, he did. So um, it's definitely really neat. Uh, we put on shows every week in the summer. Um, we start training uh, typically in the winter, we do in a gym. We climb oh, pyramids, wow. do stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's acrobatics. It is. Stuff too. It is kind of like a circus. Stuff so no, yeah. <laughs> so um, I really enjoy it. It's definitely something that I've realized with this job that I need in my life. Yeah, that's. Cool. I need a family. A you know, uh, somewhere that I can bond with people outside of work. Yeah. Um. So I love it. It's definitely something I enjoy i can get my mind off of work and get my mind off of everything in life and yeah. just go and spend time with my family spend time with my ski family yeah. we compete we go to regionals and nationals every year so that's we fun. compete cool. against other teams yeah. and you know then obviously we're placed and we can move on and so it's really neat it's really Heck cool yeah. and what you said about having uh different people you know those different lenses being able to relate to uh, situations differently. Yeah. I value so much more now um, differences in people Absolutely. and to help me outside of uh, right. my right. feelings. Right. So we talked a little bit about training, the water skiing, yes. your experiences inside of police work. Yes. We talked about saving a cat, <laughs> but what other sort of things are you doing on a daily basis? Yeah. Yeah. So um, in, in all in the police department, I have, I've done quite a bit. Um, I know I mentioned earlier Cedar Falls has a lot of opportunities. We have a lot of opportunities for advancement, for trainings, um, for special units. Um, So this is I just hit my four-year mark in January. So um, is it a ranking system as far as you come in? You're a what? Yeah. So seniority. So um, basically, we're 
on patrol. We're on the patrol level. Everybody have, comes in and goes to patrol. Yes, um, unless, you know, obviously we can be assigned to fire. We can be assigned to a police shift. Um, but, yes, and then with time, you know, with promotions, we have lieutenants and then okay. we have captains. Okay. Um, so I've been on patrol. I worked um, second shift right off the bat at training. I got off of field training, so we have after the academy we have – three, four months of field training. So you're wow, in the car more. with somebody. Yeah. Okay. So, um, some, a mentor per se. Yes. Yep. Training you, evaluating you, you move on to the next phase if you can pass, you know, the phase you're in. So, um, we had that pretty much after the Academy for three, four months. And then I got on my own December of 2019 or the end of November or something, or yeah, somewhere around there. Then I went to second shift all of 2020. Okay. Um, third shift in 2021, second shift 2022, and I'm back on second again. So I really enjoy second shift. I've had a lot of opportunities. Um, I am a hostage negotiator for our SWAT team. Cow, that's cool. So that's pretty cool. That's definitely something. You had to go to specialized training? So we, they interviewed for the position in September of 2020, I believe. And it was something I've always wanted to do. I've always had interest in it from when I learned about it in school and learned about it when I worked part-time. And I didn't realize the opportunity would come to me so early on. And I, they interviewed, they opened up the position. I interviewed for it and I got on and I love it. I love talking to people. I love empathizing people. I love listening to people. And Plus, you're competitive. Oh, yeah. There's got to be a piece of trying to win the mind game and the linguist. Yes, Yes. there's a lot to it. And it's cool. You know, we go to all the SWAT trainings with the SWAT members. Um, We've gone to um, a hostage negotiation level one. There's, like, different levels. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a school, basically. Then you get certified in that. Um, We go to trainings probably, I don't know, probably six to eight times a year. Okay maybe a couple more than that, um, with them. So we do scenarios. We treat it as an actual SWAT call out and how we would handle it. Um, real life hostage situation. Yeah. Yep. And you know, we use that stuff on patrol too. We don't, you know, not hostage situations per se, but you know, empathizing with people, talking to people who, you know, having a mental breakdown are having a mental breakdown Yeah, Yeah, to just listen to them. And it teaches you skills then but then also with how much i use it on patrol i can apply it to a situation that could be bigger with a hostage situation um so that's definitely something i love i love being a part of it's something i excel in i'm passionate about i'm really passionate about it um i love teaching other people about it i love showing other people these skills that you know they can use on just patrol yeah and so that's something in I've done. In their daily life, Marissa. Yeah. Those yeah, skills absolutely. are transferable everywhere, right? Right, right. Like communication is a dying art. We all can agree on that. Mm-hmm. The, the more you can listen and learn and yeah. speak, the yeah. better. Yeah. 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 And, you know, fortunately for me, I get to do it in a kind of cool way. Yeah, and get trained high, by high-speed individuals <laughs> who have right. done lots in right. that development. Right. It teaches you a lot about yourself, too. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, in real life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how to show empathy and how to, you know, be a good listener to everyone. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, that's something I, I take pride in. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that. Um, 
I'm a field trainer, so I train other people. Very cool. I just got certified to field train this year in June. Very cool. So I have trained quite a few people since then. And so just like I said, just field training. So I'm in the car with somebody while they're in, still in training and I'm showing them how I do things, how I expect them to do things, yeah. you know, just different aspects of the job. Um, I'm on our bike patrol unit. Very cool. So that's pretty cool. It's different. <laughs> yeah. We don't use it that much, but. So like what, like how's that determined? It's a nice day and they're like, all right, we're doing bike patrol in the city or so how's that, what's that look like? We, um, big events like Sturgis. Okay. Yeah. Um, and community events where yeah, we have lots of people. Yeah. Homecoming, uh, runs that yeah. we have stuff like that. So we utilize bike patrol for that. Um, we could go if we wanted to, you know, go out and use the bikes on a bar night, a busy bar yeah, night yeah. or on those trails on a weekend. And, um, I think that's something we've been trying to do the last year is get them out more. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's cool. It's definitely something you can get around more to neighborhoods and interact with people more. Real when you're interaction. In a, yeah. When you're in a car, it's hard to do that. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's definitely different. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's cool. Absolutely. It's cool. I love that. So you have done a plethora of stuff. What does your future aspirations look like? Yeah. um, Chief? Or, (laughs) I mean, you know, some people never want to leave patrol or, you know, some people want to be a SWAT sniper. Right. Right. What's Marissa want to do? Um, Well, you know, I guess I didn't think that I would have the opportunities I've been given this early on. You know, it's kind of opened my eyes to see what opportunities are out there. Um, I do at one point in my career want to go back to our investigative unit, um, help work that end of cases. Now on patrol, we handle the calls, we take the initial reports, but we don't do a lot of the aftermath back behind the scenes investigating. Um, that's for the investigative unit. Gotcha. Um, so it's a handover per se. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, they work with the county attorneys. They work with other agencies. Yeah. They um, do interviews. I've gone to some interview and interrogation courses um, that have kind of helped me to practice that on patrol now to maybe get to that point. Um, I have these goals. Like if that's that that is a goal of mine to get back there, I want to try and work now to better myself for when I am back there. Absolutely. Um, so that is a goal of mine. Obviously, I enjoy being on patrol. I love it. Um, I I love being able to be in the community and talk to other to, to people all day long, different types of people, meet people, you know, talk to businesses. I love it. Oh, I love yeah. doing that. But, you know, I know if you're back in investigations or you're a supervisor, you still get to do yeah. that just in a different way. Absolutely. So, yeah, down the road, I would I would like to be, you know, promoted, but I do want to enjoy my time. On patrol and, so you know, not as a supervisor for now because I I do like it. I'm in no rush. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been four years, but those are my goal. Obviously, I want – I just want to always find ways to better myself. I, I like to challenge myself. I, I never settle for where I'm at. Oh, yeah. I like to, you know, set a goal and reach that. If I reach it, we're going to set another one. And so that's kind of always how I've been. Do you ever um, get burnt out? Yeah. What do you do for rest and recover? Um, I know those subjects are hot and heavy right now and yeah. law enforcement and yeah. burnout. And I think it's important to know when you're getting burnout. 
Um, that's the hardest part is admitting that. Admitting it. I have a hard time saying no. Um, I want to be involved in everything. I want to do everything. I want to help other people. And I don't want to – I just have a hard time saying no. Um, I, I'm on our association board. Um, that's why I see you at everything. <laughs> I know. So there's a lot of things that, like, I – I'm involved in, and I, I love it. I enjoy it. I'm yeah. happy to be, but you know, I tend to not recognize that it, this a lot of the stuff could affect me long term, um, just in terms of the busyness. Yeah. But I I'm very good at you know weighing in all the factors before I make a decision, and um, I'm pretty organized. I try and stay atop of things to to help manage that um but i do have a hard time saying no i always have um i'm a people pleaser but it's a work in progress uh-huh right? yeah yeah <laughs> That's so what we're right yeah. right so yeah burnout is definitely something in this job specifically you may not realize you're getting yeah. burnout when you are um because things you may not it could be subconscious you Absolutely. could be just things that you see and deal with and the the workload the stress the the we type reports nonstop, um, and then on top of it, all the extra stuff that you're involved in that you yeah. take on, um, the trainings we train all the time, um, the overtime, the forced overtime, the voluntary overtime, um, stuff that you want to do and want to be a part of, but you need to be conscious of the extra stuff too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's quick to get bogged down. Yeah. And I tell myself I'm young, I'm single, like I, I have time to do this stuff but it that still doesn't mean that right. my mental health goes Absolutely. out the door so i need to i do stop and i on my days off i truly try and enjoy my days off oh yeah um those are important um but i do love being involved i love being i don't do it for any other reason other than i truly enjoy it That's i awesome. truly love meeting kids meeting families meeting business owners i love getting involved i love just interacting with people and yeah. I mean even just the community policing going to talk to Girl Scouts going to talk to yeah. you know groups of people I mean I love that because it builds relations builds connections and for me I'm like I said I'm I'm fairly young I am small <laughs> smaller you yeah. know a lot of people when they see a a police officer they think a guy and big guy mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know that yeah. is big and strong and for me it's I take pride in the fact that I can still succeed and excel in certain things and I'm built like I am and I look like I am and I am a female and I want to be an inspiration for hell those yeah. people I want people to look at me and say she did it so can I hell yeah so I love that. Um, I love that. I, Pushing up against that stereotypical crap that really yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you love it and I you want to freaking do it. Mm -hmm. If you have a passion for it, you can do it. Hell yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what everybody needs to hear. Everyone. Absolutely. You can't get out of here before we go to the firing range. Yeah. Speaking of volunteering and things you can't say no to, this I walked into Hy-Vee and they're raising money for breast cancer. <laughs> the amount of stuff that you do, Marissa, really, it's it's seriously impressive. Yeah. And I wish we could clone you a thousand times and have a thousand of you on our police uh, Thank you. staff. Thank you. So this uh, episode of The Firing Range is brought to you by Pixel Labs. Thanks, Zach and Pixel Labs for helping me to bring the podcast to the people.
Without further ado, are you ready to rock and roll? So yes. it's a quick bit if you've never seen it. It's this or that. You choose whichever speaks to you, and then we'll judge you on it later. Oh, good just kidding about the judge. <laughs> I was just <laughs> ask you. Would you choose mornings or evenings? Evenings. We start easy. Evenings. Okay. Hot coffee or iced coffee? Hot in the cold weather. <laughs> are you choosing to be in a squad car or stuck in a desk job? Squad car. Taser or handcuffs? What's your rhyme reason? <laughs> Career or job? Career. Donuts or pastries? Donuts. I had to throw it in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a quick answer. Summer or winter? Summer. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Uh, oh, Chaska. <laughs> I know. Chocolate or peanut butter? Peanut butter. Patrol investigations or training is your final answer. Oh, I'm man. With it. What Can are you I choosing? alter it? Whatever you Patrol want. now, investigations, oh, yeah. eventually. In the future. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yes. Like I said, I, I really admire what you're doing. I love your enthusiasm for being in our community. And I think if we could just duplicate that and times it by a million others, it would be great. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to come on the world of with Nate. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah. <laughs>